listening to The Culture Radio, only on The Culture. You are listening to The Culture Radio, only on The Culture. You are listening to The Culture Radio, only on The Culture. You are listening to The Culture Radio, only on The Culture. You are listening to The Culture Radio, only on The Culture. You are listening to The Culture Radio, only on The Culture. You are listening to The Culture Radio, only on The Culture. You are listening to The Culture Radio, only on The Culture. You are listening to The Culture Radio, only on The Culture. You are listening to The Culture Radio, only on The Culture. You are listening to The Culture Radio, only on The Culture. You are listening to The Culture Radio, only on The Culture. You are listening to The Culture Radio, only on The Culture. You are listening to The Culture Radio, only on The Culture. You are listening to The Culture Radio, only on The Culture. You are listening to The Culture Radio, only on The Culture. You are listening to The Culture Radio, only on The Culture. You are listening to The Culture Radio, only on The Culture. You are listening to The Culture Radio, only on The Culture. You are listening to The Culture Radio, only on The Culture. You are listening to The Culture Radio, only on The Culture. You are listening to The Culture Radio, only on The Culture. You are listening to The Culture Radio, only on The Culture. You are listening to The Culture Radio, only on The Culture. You are listening to The Culture Radio, only on The Culture. You are listening to The Culture Radio, only on The Culture. You are listening to The Culture Radio, only on The Culture. You are listening to The Culture Radio, only on The Culture. You are listening to The Culture Radio, only on The Culture. You are listening to The Culture Radio, only on The Culture. You are listening to The Culture Radio, only on The Culture. You are listening to The Culture Radio, only on The Culture. You are listening to The Culture Radio, only on The Culture. You are listening to The Culture Radio, only on The Culture. You are listening to The Culture Radio, only on The Culture. You are listening to The Culture Radio, only on The Culture. You are listening to The Culture Radio, only on The Culture. You are listening to The Culture Radio, only on The Culture. You are listening to The Culture Radio, only on The Culture. You are listening to The Culture Radio, only on The Culture. You are listening to The Culture Radio, only on The Culture. You are listening to The Culture Radio, only on The Culture. I've already had a city ordinance placed against me that if I vent steam in the middle of a highway, they'll give me a ticket, so... 
this allows me to be a good citizen and not disturb everybody else while they're going around their business paying as much attention as they usually do. So good to see you all. Know that you're out there. The subheading for this way, week, and it's uh, just the way I feel trying to summarize what's going on in general, is what have we got to lose? But the subheading this way, week is old ways that need updating. Now, any of you who are science fiction fans or uh, like watching movies and stuff, there's a famous movie, 2001. I think Arthur Clarke was the, uh, the uh, author, and I think they followed it eventually by 2010, which is already past date-wise. But it was kind of, they looked back, it was brilliant with the cinematography in 2001, where they showed you man as he's kind of still in that ape-like, isn't standing up yet. And the idea was that they, his theory was this big brother from some other planet who were far advanced above us, planted an obelisk in the middle of emptiness. And then when the uh, apes came upon it that were becoming more human-like, you know, standing erect, moving a little differently, they were so astounded by it, the clean edges. It was so different than everything around them that was natural. So the idea was that these people had decided we were ready for the next step. They wanted to stimulate our thinking. Every science fiction movie has its thing, but people, human beings, uh, the molecular structure that we live in, the uh, atomic structure, any, any way you want to look at it, biologically or whatever, we're constantly morphing. When you hear diseases, the COVID-19, I remember when it first started, I had mentioned that I already heard that there were 30 to 40 varieties of COVID-19. Forget the other SARS and everything else. So the novel or new strain of this coronavirus already had 30 to 40 variations. These are living organisms, just like a plant or a piece of grass or something else. Uh, just as I say, people who are worried about animals that were cut, killing them and using them or eating them, we're cutting grass. That's living. It grows. Uh, we water it and feed it like we would a prisoner, and then we cut its head off when we think it's too long because it doesn't look right. Same thing happens with us. We've been evolving, supposedly, somewhere way back. Uh, we had a tail. Didn't need it anymore, so it kind of came off. Uh, there are many stories about that. But as we go through, we evolve as to the way we do things. Uh, we learn about fire. It helps us progress some more. So when I say old ways that need updating, it doesn't mean that everything becomes an old way and it has to be updated. We need a heart to live till we change that and maybe become more robotic or something. Uh, but we're constantly updating things. And these changes come about as we try and strive for something that, as mankind, supposedly the most intelligent animal on the planet, uh, we try and do things that would help us prosper and better our way. We run away from the old monarchies to a more free society. 
And then when we build a free society, we have to build rules in so that we don't end up with too many crimes and things happening so we can enjoy what we do. So we're constantly transforming, whether it's physiologically, biologically, mentally, laws, rules. For example, the FBI that everybody hears about and knows about was not started till around 1908. So in 1908, when the country had expanded more and we were coast to coast, we didn't have all the states clocking in yet, but we were coast to coast. We bought the different territories and linked them together. Uh, we had the transcontinental railroad that I've talked about that Lincoln envisioned and knew would help us link together economically and physically. But even before the FBI, the Secret Service, it wasn't there when we formed the country. I mean, there were always special squads or people that a king or a monarch or someone hired to be around them if they needed protection because there was always someone who hated you. But the Secret Service started somewhere around 1865. In the period of time as we had this crazy civil war because we were all nuts enough about killing each other because the point of view couldn't be brought down to a conversation. Uh, slavery had started, as we said, from now 401 years ago approximately when we kind of clocked the first slaves were brought over on boats. There were people who came over who were uh, men of means or people of means that came to this country not as slaves to try and see what they could do and build and the rest of it, but in general we brought Africans over here as slaves. It was part of a trade. And if you go back, you'll see the maps that show you sailing at the time because of the winds and the currents. They had this triangle they talk about. So everything changes over time. When we got boats with better handling, uh, motors, you know, steam motors. Uh, 1908, well, let me go back to the Secret Service in 1865. What was happening toward the end of the Civil War you had a lot of people because you didn't have a lot of national law and coverage for national things. As the country was expanding, counterfeiting was a gigantic thing. And you go back before that, we had local banks issue their own currency. But as we evolved into a national currency, so the Secret Service was formed, and what they did was to go after counterfeiting. And back in the Civil War time, uh, I've heard stories that from one-third to one-half of the money in circulation was counterfeit. Do I know? Does it matter? It matters if you get stuck with it and you can't use it and you can't pay your bills. So we keep trying to upgrade to protect us as a people so that we can build a country and prosper. The biggest impediments we've had in history, and it goes back even before this was a country, was the warring that happens, whether it was in China thousands of years ago between different tribes and warlords, or in Europe between different groups or countries, or again, tribes. So as we build, you get people who want to dominate other people. Too stupid, humans have been, to generally say, well, why don't we just make these agreements and stick with them and work with each other. There's a lot of space out there 
But no, somebody wanted to be in charge and they felt you had to subvert other people to do that. So, in fact, we have a leader right now. As I say, as far as I'm concerned, he's invalid as a leader by his own hand. And I still continue to work on proving it and getting it to happen. But who believes that, you know, might makes right if you intimidate people and you make them do what you want. Uh, more than a month and a half ago, I said that you could almost call what Donald is doing the Holocaust March, where they took people out of cities and they said, no, 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 we just have to move you to another area that's better for you. And they crammed them into trains and sometimes to the detriment where they died on the trip. So when I say old ways that need updating, we ourselves, we've gotten used to being free to the extent that we were free and that people let us live a life that if we did our share, we could go ahead and live. But as I said way, way back, I said mine, and I've looked it up. It's not an old saying. It's my version of what was a piece of an old saying, a double-edged sword. Uh, yeah, people used to talk about double-edged swords, but I said that uh, you're not free. Freedom is like a double-edged sword. You're not free till you've given everybody else their freedom. Because if you haven't, you're not free because you still have to police them. The time we waste through discrimination, racism, and the rest of this junk, and after it becomes inbred, I told you a couple of weeks ago, there's a book out there that everybody should get their hands on. It was a Pulitzer Prize winner. The man was a well-educated man out of Mississippi, as I remember, and it's Slavery by Another Name. So if you look up the name and go find it, as I said, it's absolute nonfiction, and it won general nonfiction Pulitzer Prize in 2009, I believe. It'll teach you how cruel we were and what we did because, as I said, Lincoln picked a different guy to run as vice president. He wanted to make sure he got enough votes to get reelected. And the guy he picked when he got assassinated was a guy who was, even though he was a Democratic-leaning person, he was from the South. So he did not enforce the ideas of the Emancipation Proclamation. And people including way up to the Supreme Court when you read the book and go through it, all the way up to modern times. Economically enslaved people. So what we need to do is understand. So we formed the Secret Service because of all the counterfeit and a country that was becoming a little more lawless than we need as it was forming. In 1908, we started what is now the FBI because we decided we needed something more specific for federal laws and investigation of crimes. 1908 was an interesting period, way before the crash, way before World War I. Uh, Henry Ford around that time came out with his Model T's, Model A's, whatever they were at the time. And suddenly we were more mobile. Guess who was finding automobiles useful? Criminals. They could rob a bank here, get an automobile, you know, buy one because they just robbed the bank. They didn't work for the money and they spent some of it to get a car new or used to drive to another state or another area before anybody knew that who they were or what was happening. So we always need updating. 
So we don't want to clamp down on society. We want to be free. We want to let the flow of ideas. And as I have said, the most important resource we have are our children, these new minds that we want to develop and get whatever they can come up with that would be useful to us. So funding education and everything else. So with what's been happening, we are finally, I mean, everybody heard about slavery. Everybody heard about lynchings and the rest of it. Humans, in a 90-some-odd percent, don't believe things till it's tangible. It's in front of them, and it confronts them, and they can't say, well, that doesn't happen all the time. Ah, I've heard those stories. So when Mr. Floyd got killed by a police officer with a knee on his neck, we, we saw that played over so many times, whether it was on Instagram, Facebook, cable channels. Suddenly there was the reality that people are treated differently, period. And I am so proud in one way that we now have people of all colors and backgrounds and groups. I, I saw gatherings in the last few weeks of people that were 90% white in those areas. They almost have no blacks. We're out because they suddenly understood the tangible evidence was in front of their face. So what we have to do is stop being stupid about changing. Getting rid of Confederate flags and names of generals, you know, it's like if I broke a law and went to jail and they put up a monument to say, wow, he did a great job of breaking that law. Let's make a monument to him. Folks, we know better. And now we've seen the worst, and we see it reoccurring. But we're getting out there. We know we have a president who has used our own military against us because he wanted to have a photo op. He has been, and I talked about this six or nine months ago, he has been hollowing out the government because what does he need people doing whatever our government did generally for all of us because the only thing that matters is how much can he take out of the treasury, period. Everything else that he says or does is a distraction. He talked recently that, and I'm sure he's going to give a big speech about it, he's going to start a trillion-dollar infrastructure project. The first two years of his administration, he had a total Republican Congress. Where would they be right now if they threw a trillion dollars at the public and started an infrastructure. So we didn't have these old dams that are breaking and floods that are happening. He doesn't do too well when it comes to taking care of uh, an event that takes money and time. Uh, look at Puerto Rico. I mean, you know, he wanted to show he has a good uh, jump shot throwing towels around. Puerto Rico is still not rebuilt. They've been part of us for over 100 years. He didn't know that. The, the amount of things this man didn't know, he didn't know how many countries we had till he started doing something. He said, oh, you know, we have over 150 countries in this world. And then he started getting up to 180, 190. We have nearly 200 countries. The ignorance of him is just phenomenal. But the ignorance of us to keep listening to this man is going to be our downfall because as he gets rid of more and more of the generals and things, and by the way, we're blessed today. You're going to hear a lot about what's going on from my alter ego. She'll keep us straight and give you the facts on things. But uh, 
I, again, only talk about things that are factual. So what we need to do is take this spirit that we have. This is a, not just a transition. It's a rebirth of what we are as America, a free country. Our Constitution said it. All men are created equal. They didn't just mean men. They meant women. Yet we had to pass an amendment to say, oh, yeah, women are, should be able to vote also. Oh, yeah, blacks should be able to do that also. But we haven't put it in our hearts and our minds and say, we're not treating them right. They still don't get it. We, the people of our country, are the losers. When we waste time on this and we have court cases and you have people who redline because they only want certain people who look like them who do this. I've looked at all these doctors that were reporting when the president had his coronavirus team out there. You notice he's suppressing it. You see people from almost every country on the planet. And when you listen to them, a lot of them didn't just come here as an adult. A lot of them were born here. They speak American, and we have a bunch of dialects, hundreds in this country, the same as we do. But their brilliance is what will help us remain in the lead, not if someone is giving things away because of what they get or what they are being blackmailed for by whether it's Putin or Erdogan or any other place where he has towers or hotels or wants to do business. As I said, I will gladly lead the audit of him because I know exactly what to look for. I will not ask for a penny. I will ask for it back from him and put him in jail till he pays it back. So anyway, we always need to update. That's what the, this thing is with the people in the streets. And it's getting to the point where the people in the streets are stopping the few idiots who want to break a store window or light a fire. They don't want distraction. They want change. They want change that every human expects in our country. They want their freedom. And hey, when you hear people talk about reparations, we have enough national parks that Donald's son, Don Jr., has been taking pieces off because we don't need them all, and they're going to actually put them out there for hunting and for resorts. No, we have enough national land that the 40 acres we were supposed to give everybody, give everybody who's a descendant of people who were slaves at that time when we emancipated everybody, and give them their 40 acres. Let them see what they do with it. We can't lose. We can't lose. So we need to get smarter about what we're doing. And we're finally out in the streets understanding that we've not treated groups of people the way we want to be treated. So that's my idea of old ways that need updating. And you could also go back. When I was a kid, you had all these movies, even on TV. Sheriffs. We had the sheriff with a gun. And we had this guy who was out there to shoot anybody who he had to to bring law to our town. We are no longer in the Wild West. We do not need people who shoot first and ask questions later. So when you hear about police, you know, people use terms. We all use words differently. They don't mean to get rid of police. We need order. But we need to change. They took away a lot of the social things and the things that help people when they had problems that could be addressed by a psychologist or a social worker instead of a cop with a gun. 
And cops were not trained to be a social worker. They understand how to deal with people. But we're smarter than all of that. So let's keep going on with what's going on. Let me get my alter ego to jump in and start telling you about all the wonderful things that have been going on because there isn't a day that passes that junk doesn't happen, including with our Supreme Court, some of the interesting things that have been going on. So again, the wonderful voice of my alter ego. Good morning. It's so good to be with you guys this morning. Before we put up the first because we don't have a lot of time, so, and I've got a lot of things I want to cover. Before we put up the first uh, picture having to do with the Columbia Race Riots of 1946, I want people to focus on a couple of things. Any one of you who remember the Voice of America, which is a radio station, a multimedia agency that's been part of our government since, before, since before World War II, but definitely, actually, it was established in 1942. I take that back. And it was, you know, talking about American principles, news around the globe and here. I remember it because my dad used to listen to some of those things. Uh, actually, it was uh, signed into law the Voice of America Charter, which was a public law 94-350 and 103-415-3. In 1976, by President Gerald Ford, by the way, a Republican. I bring this up because I want people to pay attention to the dictatorship we now have in America. And if you don't think there's a dictatorship in America, you obviously don't read history, you are just disregarding the behavior of a racist white guy because it suits you to feel like you're, you know, this is your country. Remember, when the pilgrims came here, the Indians were here, the Mexicans were here, they systematically murdered Indians, systematically murdered Mexicans, took away their lands. It was years before we actually had a country that was formed. Remember, we started with 13 states. Most of those states were slave-owning states. And then we had a civil war to try to get one country unified. So let's remember that. All these years, 400 years of slavery, etc., segregation, Jim Crow. So I say this because I personally hate when people bring up to me, well, you're not enslaved now, what's the problem? Or I wasn't part of that, so why should I pay? Well, you're actually enjoying the benefits of blacks who built this country, discovered most of the things that you actually are using even today, and I can name so many things that they were never compensated because laws were put against them so they could not go before the court or go before the federal government and get patents or any of these things. So when you start off with nothing and you have the unmitigating gall to ask, why don't you have something, think about that. Your history is being taught to you. It's severely deficient or you don't care because you've been told that you're better. Voice of America 
You have a dictator who's suppressing your ability to speak. So that means that your First Amendment rights obviously only belong to conservative Republican and conservative religious people. They're the only ones that are allowed to speak, and everybody else has to be silent. This man that you call a president is looking for another means of his propaganda and controlling the media. Is the media always right in the way they do things? No. Are you right in the way you run your relationship? Absolutely not. Are you right in the way you treat your children or raise your children? No. So why are you looking for perfection when you have a means of listening and reading everything? Too many people only listen to Fox News and Sean Hannity. You know why you do that? Because you only want to look at things from the lenses of how you've been raised all your life, and you don't want to use your brain to start saying, but wait a moment here, I keep voting for these guys, and in these small towns, I'm still poor, I still don't have opportunities, our school system sucks, we don't have medical care for our, citiz for our citizens. You don't think about that because you think as long as you keep it looking the way you look, this is the Hitler Nazi principle. You're okay. Be very vigilant. People should be protesting against the fact that the president brought in a Nazi to now run the voice of America, and he's gotten rid of everything and everyone. That means that you're only going to hear the Sean Hannity's and the Fox News of this world giving you information. And the other thing that I want to talk about is very quickly, and then I'll go into what I'm covering. Understand that there was a black holocaust. Hitler started experimenting in Africa before he actually took it to Germany against the Jews. And I want blacks to start researching this. There are museums, by the way, that talk about this, because where are your reparations? See, everybody puts blacks in the background and don't think of the extreme damage that whites around the world, European whites, American whites, have actually taken everything from blacks, annihilated entire villages and entire people because they wanted to take over, and which they did, took their diamond, took, took everything, and just killed systematically people. And I want you to understand that the Nuremberg Laws that started in Nazi Germany in 1935 came directly and was influenced by the Jim Crow Laws of America. And the Nazi used those Jim Crow Laws to figure out how they were going to annihilate Jews, how they were going to keep Jews from marrying the so-called Aryan whites, whatever the hell that means. So remember, America was the roadmap for all of this. And remember, Jews, those of you that continue to provide funding for Trump because you feel comfortable the U.S. turned a ship away when Hitler was murdering Jews. They did not want to participate in the war, and they turned you back. 
And if it wasn't for the Japanese bombing Hawaii and killing so many U.S. soldiers, they probably never would have entered the war because they didn't want to. They didn't want to get involved in what Germany was doing. It was okay. You have to remember your history. Now I'll go back to my first one. You'll see a picture talking about the Columbia race riots in 1946. It's Columbia, Tennessee, folks. Absolutely. Thank you so much. It was in Tennessee. And you know what's funny? I was going to go. Please put the picture back up of the Columbia race riots. Thank you. I was, gonna, I was going to go to law school in 2013, and I got a degree in paralegal studies. You have to have a degree in history and law, et cetera, before you go to law school. And they brought up this case, but they didn't bring up what led to the riot. And the case was very simple. A black woman goes to a white establishment to get her radio fixed. And the first time she goes there to get the radio fixed, the owner said it would be ready at a certain time. And he said it was going to cost X amount of dollars. She goes back to the store the second time and he says, oh no, it's going to cost you X. I had to send it out to get it fixed. She said, I don't have that kind of money, but all right. She left. Third time she comes back to get her radio. And the man said the radio was sold. She leaves, goes back home, and brings her son, who was in the military during World War II. By the way, he was a fighter in the military also. You know, they have boxing, the military has sporting events, etc. When she comes back with her son, she says, where's my radio? The owner looks at her, and he starts verbally abusing her. Because this is Tennessee, after all. We can talk to our blacks any way we want. And he moves to hit the woman, and the son steps between her, his mother and the owner, which is the appropriate thing to do, and he hits the white guy, as he should have done. And when he hits the white guy, they start fighting, and they go through the window of the establishment. By the way, none of this they taught when we were reviewing this case. They were only reviewing it for, should the radio be returned or not? This is what they were teaching me in this law class. Hilarious. And the whites in the town get upset because how dare you punch a white guy? And they are moving to try to... Uh, have a lynch mob. The people in the town moved to protect this family. To make a long story short, the mother and the son are taken to jail. They plead guilty. I wouldn't have pleaded guilty, but then it's Tennessee. It probably wouldn't have mattered. And they charge them $50 fine. They go home, and the father of the son files suit against the police department. Listen, I think that was a great move for him to do. But what happened? Now you get all of these whites who are still out for blood moving on this community of blacks. And the blacks 
who are also hunters like whites, and a lot of them had come back from fighting in our wonderful war for our country to uh, give Jews freedom and everything else. They came back here and treated like crap. They got on top of the roofs of their homes and they started shooting out the lights, right? Because they knew what was coming, but they wanted to protect their community. Make a long story short, there was a lot of shootings that were taking place. Uh, the police are very upset. Uh, they come in and they charge 25 people with attempted murder and all kinds of stuff. Just wanted to bring up the case. I'm not going to go through everything later on. I'm going to do a connection to this case to a very famous individual that finally got to the Supreme Court 148 years after the establishment of, uh, 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 of this country. But you got to go back and you got to look at everything that has been taken away, just like they talk about Tulsa, Oklahoma, right? The Black Wall Street, whites destroyed that, killed the citizen, burned the businesses. That's what they did. Where is the reparation? Where are those people today? Why weren't they jailed? Why weren't the blacks compensated? They weren't because this is white law in America. You deserve nothing. You were, after all, our slaves. Why do we have to pay you for anything? Those people became senators, House of Representatives, governors, Supreme Court justices, and all these other things that collectively work together to keep you down. So when you are ready to ask the question, why aren't you doing better, like my boss did to me years ago, why aren't your people doing better? I had to sit in a restaurant and teach him the history that he obviously doesn't want to know. Next time he opens his mouth and he tries to give that question to somebody, He'll think twice about it. I do know the history of America, and I wasn't born here. Black America, you need to go back and learn your history, what your people did to make it easier for people like me, Asian, Chinese, and everybody to come here and enjoy the things that are in this country. Even with all the negativity surrounding it, white America, you really need to go back and either start reading your history and stop pretending that you have no clue. Oh my God, this is so wonderful. We love, everybody loves you. Hell no. I lived in a country with white military Americans pointing guns at us in our own land. How would you like to have people pointing guns at you in your own land that's the foreign country? They treated us like crap. We couldn't cross the street. I lived that and saw that. And it wasn't until we came here after my mother died and my father was already here that I saw in the 70s, I was young, the curfews they had against blacks. Washington, Massachusetts, New York had areas, Italians, Maybe you don't remember. You could not go into an Italian uh, 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 community without being beaten and, and, and kicked. Irish people, St Staten Island, you couldn't do it. 
Carnarcy, you better not do it. So let's stop pretending that it was only in the South. It happened in the North. And so I, today, made it my business to understand what happens in America. Okay, number two. How an Oklahoma law meant to protect children fails mothers. This young lady here, very young lady, Oklahoma has a law that says if you fail to protect your children, you could be put in jail for the rest of your life. Actually, it hurts women who are abused all the time. The police does nothing. I volunteered with a city when I was going to school to get this BAS degree in the law. And I personally saw old women, young women, white women in particular, because of where I was, Asian women, something you really see Asian women coming to the police to file a restraining order, Arab women. You saw children. It was really hurtful for me to see this because you saw them battered and the police did nothing. Here's what the police would tell these women. Just go and file a restraining order. They wouldn't arrest the guy. So now you go to file the restraining order and they're fearful. You know how many times I stepped into court to listen to what was going on with the case? And 99% of the time, the women dropped the charges. They dropped the charges because they were afraid. Here you have in Oklahoma, this young lady has a daughter and she has a live-in boyfriend. Women, young women, if you have children, stop bringing live-in boyfriends into your home with your kids. Raise your children. If you have to go out, and I'm going to say it right now and get a piece, go do it in a hotel with your boyfriend, but don't bring them in your home. There's too much abuse going on with these boyfriends that come into your home and abuse your children and you're not aware of what's happening. She comes home from work. Her mother has to pick her up, take her to work and bring her back. And her child looks like it's lifeless. And she takes the child to the hospital and they find that the kid has broken bones and a lot of lacerations and even to her head. The boyfriend beat this child. But you know what Oklahoma said? Well, you should have known that. That's your fault. They gave him 11 years, <laughs> and they give her over 20 years. And the wonderful district attorney, it's a white lady, <laughs> reminds me of Sarah Palin in Alaska, what she did to women who were victims of rape. Remember this women Remember this, people, this is a Republican state also. They want to hold the mother responsible, but they won't give the same type of charges against the men who commit, commit these abuses. Or if they report it, they disregard it. They disregard the fact that these women are being, you know, uh, 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 abused, and it is frightening. I want you to go and look at, 2014 Oklahoma statute, Title 21, 21-843.5, child abuse, child neglect, child sexual abuse, child sexual exploitation. Okay, please read it.
and you would understand that there are a lot of women sitting in jails in Oklahoma, some of them for the rest of their lives, while the men get no charges or very little. And a woman in Oklahoma supports this law, a woman of power. So it's not always men who do these things. Start thinking about this. Very, very sad. Um, well, understand that that's saying that the woman has the responsibility for who she brought in the home and what he did. He could do what he wants, and he's not charged with the ultimate responsibility for his actions. And, and again, it's also married women who have men who are abusive. You know this. Everybody should know this. You meet somebody like the second woman. I'm not going to go into it. You just got to read, read it. She met someone, she didn't know that he had restraining orders in two other states, uh, orders where he abused kids and, and the mothers of these kids. They get married. He drinks a little, he starts choking her. Starts drinking more and she says something, he starts punching her and abusing her, as well as her kids. She's already in the relationship and in the marriage. Women, I tell you again, stop getting all excited when you see a man who's got all this so-called swag. Stop jumping into relationships with somebody you haven't really had an opportunity to get to know. Don't introduce them to your children because once you're in it, it's difficult to get out of it. And when the beating starts, unless you're a crazy Latina like me, where the first time you try to do that, I am going to pick up a knife or anything and I will get you. Because if my father didn't do that to me, hell no, you as a man will not do it. And I would rather die than live in fear for the rest of my life. I'm not advocating that this is what you do. I'm just saying that the first time the person does it and you let him get away with it, it will only continue. Very sad that young lady also was put in jail for so many years, her entire life, 21 years old, you know, lost. So you got to pay attention to these laws that these men are putting in place to keep you under control. And you got to look at what's happening around the country. You can't just say, well, I just live in, in New York and it doesn't happen here. How do you know? A law is only as good as the next damn election. You got to keep, keep it going. And remember, I talked a week or so ago about the stigma of seeking help. Seek help. If you get in a relationship and it was all nice and cozy on dating, and all of a sudden you find out what the person is really like, end it. Get help. Period. I'm going to go through this very quickly because I really want to get to the meat of what I want. The stuff with the airlines, Delta, American, uh, they're going to be laying off tons of people come September. Delta offered their employees these buyouts, take it, retire, do whatever. Um, pay attention to that. The thing that I always find interesting is all these companies have been making billions, being subsidized by the government. They call us people who pay our taxes, they call us pariahs, right? Well, actually, the, this is socialism because we keep propping up these companies. Tell me where all this money has gone. Oh, I'm sorry. It went to the CEOs and the stockholders. 
Now they have nothing to keep their business going. They're also cutting flights from multiple cities, including Pennsylvania. So if you want to go to Detroit, if you want to go to Atlanta, if you want to go to places like that, these flights are going away. Same thing in Latin America. So pay attention to that. It's only going to make it more difficult in the long run for you. And remember, as I've taught you, all these companies, no matter how wealthy the executives, the shareholders, or anybody, they live off us. We, the public, pay for everything that they need, expense and profit-wise. So they're spending your money and not giving you what you need. My next topic is why we cannot trust white conservatives in the Black Lives Matter movement. People pay attention. Grassley, Romney, all these guys, they're hypocrites. Do not get excited about anything they're doing. And they are using Tim Scott to try to get your vote in November. Do not fall for it. Mitt Romney is a businessman. His father actually used to run, was it General Motors in Michigan? Uh, George Romney was a man I would have voted for for president, but he wasn't born here, so he could never run for it. Absolutely. Mitt is a different person. Mr. Romney has a company or has had a company for years where they would buy out companies, over-leverage them. Blaine Capital. Blaine Capital. Blaine Capital, sorry. Please keep a note of that. Remember who this man is. I don't care anything about his so-called religious whatever. Religion has nothing to do with what they do to people. He had a company called Blaine Capital. They buy companies. They leverage the company. Then they file for bankruptcy and lay everybody off. And they make buku money off of labor. He doesn't give a damn about workers And he doesn't give a damn about poor people. And again, understand the flow of the dollars. The monies that they wrote this beautiful report, went to the banks who respected them as bright businessmen, threw in a little of their own seed money, but then borrowed from the banks, mainly our money sitting in the banks, that they took, never paid back. So all they did was create a vehicle to put more wealth in their pocket. From our pockets, this man, period. This man is wishy-washy. He was the governor of Massachusetts. He actually was the author of the Affordable Health Care Act to a certain extent because he implemented it there. Then when Barack Obama wanted to follow the same thing, all of a sudden him and his Republican allies were against it. The hypocrisy of it all never sits, never, you know, amazes me. Yeah, do your research. It came out of the Heritage Foundation. Please do it. Then what did he do? In his 1994 Senate campaign, he wanted to eliminate all federal, the Federal Department of Agriculture, get rid of all these subsidies. I say get rid of subsidies to big corporations, foreign and otherwise, who actually own these farms and are getting tons of money from us that they don't deserve. But the small farmers... You need to research that, too, because a lot of them don't even own their farms. It's big companies, and they're like sharecroppers, actually. They're running, and they're, you know, doing what they need to do, farm the land, but they don't own it. You have to start reading what's going on in your federal government and what these wealthy assholes do to you. 
okay, in the automotive industry, which his father used to run, when we had Mr. Bush crashing our economy in 2008 and the auto industry was going under just like everything else, and by the way, the majority of the jobs that were lost were at the government level, state and federal government, because they started laying off people more than private industry. Mr. Romney, again, because he's running his campaign, was totally against bailing out the auto industry. So he didn't care about the union workers. He didn't care about anything. Didn't even care about his own American companies. Think about this. People in Michigan, when you go out to vote, you have got to start thinking about what these people wanted to do. McCain, all these guys were against giving you anything. Here comes Barack Obama. Ford was the only company that didn't need it because Ford is always flush with cash for whatever reason. That's why their stock only Still stays. more family run and owned. Absolutely. Ford was the only one, but the others, he made a deal. He not only bailed them out, but we took stock in the, in the companies. Oh, the Republicans went bonkers. They hated all of that. Once again, go back and look at Romney. All of a sudden, he's walking down the street with a little mask for Black Lives Matter. He doesn't give a damn about black lives. Please do not fall for the photo ops. Maybe he's ready to run in another four years for the presidency. I have no clue. And just to round it out, every dollar that we gave to General Motors and Chrysler or any of the other ones during this bailout, as it was called, we got the interest on it and we got the principal back. So every dollar we invested, we got back. Also, think about it. Run differently than it ever was. It wasn't forgiven. Romney was one of the uh, guys who supported Citizens United versus the Federal Election Committee. Of course, he would support it because he believes all this money should run into these campaigns and we get locked out because you now have companies. Suddenly a company has rights. Imagine that. So you as the public will never be able to outspend these guys because they're all buddies. They golf together. They raise their families together. I mean, this is the way it works. And again, what they're doing is trying to break down the initial separation of the constitution between uh, religion and government. And they're feeling that if religious organizations run things, they should have more rights to vote because of their power and the money they make. I also want to talk very quickly because I don't have a lot of time. Black Lives Matter, my question to you is, are you marching for all social injustice or just police brutality? You're going to ask me, why do I say that? We need to march for all of it. I'm a supporter of marching. I'm a supporter of writing letters, giving money. You know why? Because if the laws at the local, state, and federal levels don't change, whatever little thing that they think they're doing for you will continue to be a problem. Voting rights needs to come back. The Supreme Court in 2013 took away in Shelby County versus Holder, took away your voting rights, blacks and minorities. They took it away. You know why? Because that man called Justice Roberts that you see on the screen had the unmitigating gall to say, well, we have a black president now. 
Why do we need it? There were 24 states, mostly in the South, that were under a federal mandate that they had to come to the federal government and clear themselves when it came to voting, when it came to voting. And now when Mr. Roberts felt, why do we have to protect voting rights for these people? We have a black president, right? That should take care of it all. Immediately after he did that, every Southern state started putting all of these restrictive laws like they did during the Jim Crow era and took away voting booths and locations from blacks. And you gonna ask me why we can't do better? Here are the examples. You need to go and read the history of why we're here. You see the man on the screen called Thurgold Marshall. I mentioned that case of the Columbia race riots of 1946. He went down to Tennessee to defend those 25 people that they wanted to jail for the rest of their lives. 23 of them got off. Two of them were held. Eventually the charges were dropped. It was an all white jury and the case actually wasn't even in Tennessee. It was across the border and the people didn't like it. So they went ahead and acquitted them. But what did the white police officers do when he's getting ready to leave Tennessee? They take him into the woods. The man that he was drive that was driving with Marshall in the car that day, when the police officer stopped Thurgold three times, we want your license and we want your insurance. He gave it to them. Went back, he drove a little further. They stopped him again. Oh, we think you're drunk. They did all kinds of things. Then they took him out of the car and they put him in their car. Thank God for that man following the police officers because he realized they were going to hang him. They were going to kill him. Had that man not saved this man called Thurgold Marshall, we never would have had him in the Supreme Court advocating for civil rights for people. Remember your history and what this man there, but for the grace of God, go I. It was luck that day that when the man kept following and the police officers looked back when they were in the woods, what are you doing here? The man said, I will not let you kill him. You'll have to kill us both. And that's how God knows why they changed their minds because they could have killed them both. After all, they're black. They let him go. So remember, this is the kind of stuff the police officers have been doing all along. And in southern states, Alabama, Tennessee, Georgia, Kentucky, Arkansas, these states, their budgets came from blacks being picked off the streets, put in jail for no reason, and then rented out to the railroad, to other companies, to do the dirty work for nothing. Many of them never went back to their families. They died, they were killed. That's what your criminal justice system has done. Where is reparation? And I don't wanna hear any more about, well, if we're gonna consider reparations, we gotta consider the American Indian. Hell no, you don't. The American Indian, you stole their land. 
but they have their places, even though they're still trying to take away their reservations. The blacks had nothing, no 40 acres, no mule, businesses burned, people killed, and nobody had to answer for it. Jails filled to be able to provide and budget for these states to be able to continue. This is what you have to learn.